allowed us, brother Lord, to teach us. Uh, to cause us to develop a deeper craving for the Word of God. Amen. And so we are all welcome to the presence of God. The Holy Spirit, the Master Teacher, is here. And I believe that He is going to minister unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. And last week, we started talking, we finished off our Lesson 6, and then started off a new series, a new lesson, which was Lesson 7. Amen. And we did not finish it, and so we're going to continue uh, from there. Amen. And so our key scripture was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, uh, which we're going to read in a bit. But just to, as a way of recap, I'm just going to say some of the points that we raised last week. Amen. And last week we are talking about the fact that um, uh, faith is very crucial um, in the sense that it produces reverence in us. Amen. But before we did that, we talked about some sort of general things on our lesson from the verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. And we said, one of the things that we said last week was that faith is always in the active mode. Faith is always in the active mode. We said this last week by saying that, well, the Bible says that by faith when Noah received the warning from God of the things that were yet to come, the Bible says that he moved. He moved. That's the action bit. And so faith is always in the action mode. Amen. One of the things that we also said was the fact that if faith is meant to be in the action mode, then it means that we have to put our faith also in action. That is to say we need to add works to our faith. Amen. We need to act on our faith. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One of the things that we also said in Hebrews 11 verse 7 was the fact that in the absence of faith, there is stagnation, dormancy, or, or dormancy and inactivity. That is to say that in the absence of faith, we are in a standstill. There is no activity. We become dormant and we are inactive. Amen. Because the Bible says that because of faith, Noah acted. Noah acted. Noah moved. Amen. And so faith always causes us to move. In the absence of faith, there is stagnation. There is inactivity. Amen. One of the things that we also said was the fact that the Bible says that out of fear, the Bible says that Noah moved and built an ark. Amen. And one of the things that we said last week was the fact that faith is always constructive. Faith always builds up. Amen. And so if we are full of faith, uh, full of faith, we meant we are meant to build ourselves up and build other people up also. Amen. And so faith is always con uh, constructive and faith is not destructive. Amen. And so if we are full of faith and we claim that we are full of faith, then the people that come to us and people that are around us should be built up. Amen. Because because of faith, Noah built an ark. Amen. Even for his family. And one of the things that we also said last week, Sister Nicole, God bless you. You are welcome. Let's share the video. Let's share the link. Now, one of the things that we said last week was the fact that uh, faith has implications on our family life. Faith has implications on our family life. That is to say that our faith has the tendency to affect the lives of the people in our family. And the Bible says that Noah was moved and he built an ark to the saving of his family. Amen. And so the faith that you have, your, your rest of your family is dependent on the faith. Amen. And so when we fail them in faith, we are indeed failing them, the whole family as a whole. Amen. And so as a mother, as a father, as a wife, as a husband, remember that your faith has got implications on your family life. Amen. And one of the things that we also said is that in the absence of faith, 
there is condemnation. And the Bible says that the flood was meant to bring condemnation on the whole world. But the family and Noah, Noah's family, were saved from that condemnation because of faith. Amen. And then we started talking about a lesson, which we're going to finish off today, God willing. And today is not going to be too long. We'll see how it goes. But lesson chapter, uh, lesson 7, verse uh, 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 the lesson 7a, which is based on Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Amen. And the lesson 7a, we started off last week, and it was um, to the topic was faith produces reverence. Amen. Or reverential faith. Amen. Last week, we made reference to Genesis chapter 6, uh, verse 14 to 15, 18 to 22, making reference to the original story and the flood. Amen. And how Noah listened to the voice of God, was able to tell it was the voice of God and paid attention to the details that God gave unto him. Amen. One of the things that we raised last week was that faith pays attention to the details of God's word. Amen. Faith always listens and listens well, but rather it rejects completely any utterances or words of fear or intimidation. But it pays full attention to the detail of God's word. Amen. One of the things that we also got from the Genesis chapter 6 is that we realize that faith produces reverence. Faith produces reverence. And reverence gives birth to a sense of agency concerning the things of God. And the Bible says that Noah received the instruction from God. And the Bible says that he was moved with fear. That is to say that he realized that it was a matter of agency for him to act on what he has received. Amen. And so our agency towards the things of God and towards the word of God is defined in our faith in him. Amen. Because the Bible says by faith he responded urgently to that which God instructed him to do. Amen. And we also made reference to John chapter 9. John chapter 9 verse 4. We saw this statement of urgency from Jesus. It says that I must work the work of the one that sent me. It means that he believed in God. He had faith in the one that sent him. And the Bible says, whilst it is day, the night cometh where no man can work. It means that he had that sense of urgency about him. That he knew that he had something that he ought to do. The ministry of Jesus was just for three and a half years. And so he had that sense of agency about him. And he did the work of, uh, the work of God with all sense of agency. Amen. Hallelujah. We also said last week that if we are fortunate enough, we are able to live up to 80 or 70. And, and that is not too much of a time. You can tell when you hit your 20, your 30s, your 40s, and you are there already. And so we should have that sense of agency about us and say, God, I know that you called me to do this in my family, in my community, in my city. And so I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this in your house. And I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to apply my heart to wisdom by working with time. Amen. And so that's where we're going to continue from this week. So, so far, what we've done is just a way of revision. Amen. So we are continuing our lesson on faith produces reverence. That is reverential faith. Amen. Reverential faith. And so we're going to go to our key scripture, which is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Amen. So I want you to stay with me whilst we read the word of God. I read from the King James Version. By faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. 
prepared an act to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Amen. That's the reading of God's word. We read this scripture last week. So I want you to stay with me. As a way of introduction and also continuing from where we got to last week, we need to understand that reverential faith that we talk about is a mixture of faith and fear. Amen. And the Bible says that by faith, when Noah received the instruction, he was moved by fear. That is to say that he was not afraid, he was not intimidated, but he was full of reverence for what they, uh, that which he has received from God and the instruction that God has given unto him. Amen. And so when we are talking about reverential faith, it's a mixture of faith and fear. Reverential faith is a mixture of reverence and faith. Amen. And so the Bible says that Noah received a warning from God and he was moved with faith. It means that he walked in reverential faith. He respected God. He gave God the reverence and acted on the word of God. Amen. Reverential faith as we made reference to and just talked about as being a mixture of, uh, of, of reverence and faith is, is, is what instigated faithfulness and obedience in Noah. Because of Noah's faith, he moved with fear. He acted with reverential faith. He acted with reverential faith. Amen. Let's also appreciate this. That reverential faith causes you to submit to the will of the Father. Reverential faith causes you to submit to the will of the Father. And so when Noah received the instruction from God, he was willing and ready to submit to the instruction of God because of the reverential faith that he had in God. That is to say, that faith is submissive. We made mention of this last week. Faith is submissive. Faith is not rebellious. And so when we increase in faith, it becomes easier for us to submit under God and to submit under the authority that God has put in place in our lives. Amen. And so faith is always submissive. Faith is not rebellious. And so Noah could not rebel against the instruction of God because he was full of reverential faith. And because he was full of faith, he could not rebel against the instruction of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to stay with me. Our first new scripture that we're going to go into today is Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. I read from the King James Version. By humility and the fear of the law are riches, honor, and life. I say it again. By humility and the fear of the law are riches, honor and life. Literally, what the scripture is saying is that by humility and by fearing God, there is a product to it and the product or the products are riches, honor and life. Amen. And now let's appreciate this. Faith teaches you to fear God. In the case of Noah, the Bible says that by faith he lent reverence. He lent the fear of God. And so the Bible says that by faith, one was won by God, he was moved by fear. And so faith teaches us fear and teaches us humility. Faith teaches us reverence and it teaches us how to submit 
to God. Amen. And so in this scripture, it says that by humility and by the fear of God, riches is produced, riches are produced, honor is produced, and life is produced. Amen. And this is what it means. It means that our reverence for God produces riches. Our reverence for God produces honor. Our reverence for God produces life. And so if we are seeking for riches, if we want to be added, if we want to have an extended life, and if we want to have life, then we ought to walk in reverential faith. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Noah had faith in God. He had faith in God and respected him as the giver and the sustainer of life. He says, I'm about to destroy everything that lived on the surface of the earth. But I'm about to establish a covenant with you. Just build an ark and go and be in the ark as I instruct you. And the Bible says that out of respect for God, Noah was moved and it did exactly as the Lord has instructed or had instructed him. And so Noah had faith in God and respected him as the giver and the sustainer of life. He believed that God can sustain him and his family, just as he has said. Amen. Therefore, the lives of the household of Noah were preserved. Why? Because Noah was moved with fear. Noah was moved with humility, submitting to the word of God. And because of that, and the Bible says that the lives of Noah and his whole household was or were preserved. Amen. Let's appreciate this. The fear of God is the fountain of life. That's how Proverbs 14, 27 puts it. It says, the fear of God is the fountain of life, freeing you from the snares of death. That is to say that Noah and his family were freed from death. Why? Because they had fear for God. Because the fear of God is the fountain of life. And it frees you from the snare of death. No wonder they did not die. Because Noah believed God, Noah had faith in God, and Noah had fear and reverence for God. Amen. Now we're going to move on to our next scripture. I want you to stay with me. We're going to look at Psalm 115 verse 11. Psalm 115 verse 11. I read. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. He that fear the Lord, that's the reverence bit. He that trust in the Lord, that's the faith bit. He is their help and their shield. Now let's appreciate what the scripture is saying. This psalm was written by David as we are aware. We may be aware of it. And David was a man that experienced the power of God and the protection of God over his life. There were times that he was in the wilderness alone with a flock and he was being attacked several times or he was attacked several times by beasts and bears and other animals. And the Bible says that he was able to defeat them and save the sheep that he was taken care of. And so this same man says this. He says, He that fears the Lord and trusts in him, he is their help and their shield. That is to say that when he walked around in the wilderness, when he took care of the flock of the father, he had this thing in mind 
that the fear of God brings the help of God. That the fear of God brings the protection of God. And because of that, he was not afraid. Now let's appreciate this. The psalmist David did not need the help of Saul. Saul thought that he could help him to defeat Goliath by giving him some armory. But he did not need that. He did not need help. And he did not need a shield. When he just took just a, a sling and, and some few stones and went and stood in front of Goliath. He wasn't afraid of Goliath, who was a skilled warrior. Why? Because he had his fear and his trust in the Lord. And because he had his fear in the Lord and his trust in the Lord, he was assured of the help of God and he was assured of the shield and the protection of God. And because he had reverential faith in God, David, the Lord became unto him a helper and the Lord became unto him a shield. So the Lord became a helper and a shield unto him because he had reverential fear for God. The Lord became his protector through the reverence that he had for God. Amen. And so the psalmist says in 115 verse 11, that he that fear the Lord, he that trusts in the Lord, the Lord becomes a helper and the Lord becomes a shield. Now let's appreciate this. Your continual reverence for God makes you an ever makes him an ever abiding help in your life and ministry. When we continue to show reverence, when we continue to show reverential faith in God, then we enjoy the ever abiding presence of the help of God in our lives and our ministries. Many a times we look out for help, we are crying out for some people and people to help us and we are desperate in life. But the key is that they that fear the Lord and trust in the Lord receive the Lord as the helper and their shield. Amen. And so our continual reverence for God makes him an ever-present help in our lives and in our ministries. Now let's also look at this scripture from another angle. The degree of your reverence or your reverential faith in God determines the extent of protection and support you receive from God. Very simple statement. The degree of our reverential fear, fear, a faith or fear for God is what determines the degree of protection and support that we receive. And so if we need the protection of God, we are coming to the close of the year. And when it gets to December, a lot of people are worried about spiritual attacks. And we are worried whether we are going to be safe, whether we're going to be alive, whether we're going to be well and our loved ones. But the key is this, is this, that the degree at which we show reverential faith in God and respect God and show reverence for him determines the extent of protection and the support that we receive from God. And so the best thing that I will recommend unto you in the month of December is just to fear and to respect God more. Show reverential faith in God. And that means that you are protected and you are supported, you and your loved ones, as it was in the case of Noah. Amen. Now stay with me. God becomes what you led him to be in your life through your reverential faith in him. God became unto David a help. God became unto David a shield. Why? Because of the reverential faith that he showed in him. 
And so God becomes what you led him to be in your life through reverential faith in him. And so when we show that faith in him, God will respect you by a word. We believe by a word. There's a sense of urgency by a word. We want to walk in obedience to your word. When we have such a mentality, what happens is that we enjoy God as being the help and we enjoy God as being the shield. Amen. And so God becomes what we let him to be in our lives through our reverential faith in him. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Noah trusted and feared God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. Noah trusted and feared the Lord. So the Lord became unto him and his loved ones a helper and a shield. Noah received help to build the ark. Noah received the shield and the protection of God throughout the days of rains. They were preserved in the ark. Why? Because he showed trust and he showed fear in the Lord. Reverence for God. Amen. Now we're going to move on quickly to Malachi. We're going to Malachi chapter 3. We're going to read the verse 16 and the verse 17. Malachi chapter 3, 16 and 17. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Yeah, brother Danapoku, God bless you for joining us. Now we are reading the scripture from 16 and 17, Malachi 3. Then they that fear the Lord speak often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. And that thought upon his name. In a verse 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them. As a man spares his own son that serves him. Amen. That's the reading of God's word. Now let's appreciate this. It says, They that fear the Lord speak often to one another. That is to say that our reverence for God determines our association. It means that those that fear the Lord attract those that fear God. Those that show reverential faith in God attract those that also work in the same way. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. These were the words of the prophet Malachi concerning the promises for the righteous. And he declared and said unto them that they that fear the Lord find the company of each other and they speak often to one another. And the Bible says that the Lord hears them when they talk. Not when they pray, but when they just talk. And it says that a book of remembrance was opened and their names were written in it. Those that feared the Lord and those that thought of him, of his name. And then it says that they shall say, the Lord shall say, that in that day I will spare them. I will treat them differently. Just as I treat a man will spare and treat the sons. Amen. Now let's see the principles that we can get from this scripture. Your reverence for God, as I said before, your reference for God brings you to the company of those that fear Him. Because you have reverence for God and you have reverential faith in God, you attract, you attract the company of those that have the same attitude towards God. Now let's appreciate this. 
That is to say that let us form relationships with those that walk in reverential faith. You know, there are certain people when you relate to them and talk to them. After you've spoken to them, you feel so down. Your faith is just disappeared because they are full of negativity. They are full of doubts concerning the word of God. And all that they are saying is that, I know that the Bible says this, but I've done it several times and it's not working. I don't think that the word of God is true. I've prayed several times and I don't even feel like praying anymore. And such kind of conversations bring you down. But when you have people who have reverential faith for God, who say things like, I know that the Bible says that I shall be the head and not the tail. I know that it does not look like it now, but I know that the word of God never fails. And so I have reverence for the word of God. I have faith in the word of God. Amen. And so it's very important to keep such relationships. And so in that scripture, it says that they that fear the Lord speak often to one another. It means that they form relationships and they build communications with people that have reverential faith for God. People that fear God attract people that fear God. Amen. Now let's also appreciate this. It says that they talk often to one another and the Lord hears and answers them. That's quite shocking because the Bible did not really say that they were praying to God. The, the, the scripture did not say that they were praying and asking God for anything. They were just having a conversation with each other. They were communicating with each other and the Lord hears and replies to that. This is what it means. It means that God becomes interested and attentive even to the conversation of those that fear him. It means that you don't need to always ask God, God, I want that. God, I want you to do that. God, I, just talking about it is just enough. And the Bible says that the desires of the one that fear the Lord, the Lord even answers. Amen. And so the Bible says that they talk among each other and the Lord hears and answers. Now let's appreciate this. Even your conversation becomes an unmet request. Even your conversation. God, I know, I, I think I need that, but God will provide. That's the prayer said. Why? Because you respect the Lord, because you have reverence for God, because you have a reverential faith in God. And so you are acting on the word of God and declaring the word of God. Even your conversation becomes an honored request. Amen. When we demonstrate reverential faith in God, even our conversations become an honored request unto God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to the scripture again. It says, A book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord. A book of remembrance has the name of those that fear the Lord in it. Now let's appreciate this. That's what it says. Your reverential fear or fear or faith in God is documented in heaven. It says that a book of remembrance was opened and in the names were written those that feared God. It means that your reverential faith in God is documented in heaven. And so when we walk in reverential fear, what we are doing is that we are having our names documented in the book of remembrance. Your name become enlisted in the records of heaven because of your reverential faith. And so we respect God. 
We take God by his word. And because of that, there's a sense of urgency about us. What God requires us to do, we do them. And with such a mentality, that's what happens. Our names are enlisted in the books of heaven. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. No wonder that in Genesis chapter 8 verse 1, the Bible says, And God remembered Noah. Why? Because the name of Noah was written in the book of remembrance in heaven. So even though those people died and they were wasted by the flood, the life of Noah was preserved. Why? Because he was moved by fear. He was moved by a reverential faith in God. And because of that, his name was written in the book of remembrance. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Your reverential faith in God keeps you in God's memory. Not because God is forgetful. But what it means is that the mind of God, the thoughts of God is always on you. God is interested in the very detail of your life. I believe that everything about your life, God is interested in it. Why? When we walk in reverential faith, God says that I'm going to record. I'm going to record this name in the book of remembrance. That I'll never forget these people. And so God remembered Noah in Genesis chapter 8 verse 1. Because of reverential faith, Noah's name was written in the book of remembrance. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. It says that those that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name, those that have their minds consumed with the thinking of having reverence and respect for God, believing God and being urgent and having that sense of urgency concerning the work of God. You get up in the morning and you want to win the soul. You get up in the morning, you want to pray. You get up in the morning, you want to pray for your loved ones. You want to pray for your local church members. You want to pray for your community. Such a mentality or having this thought in your mind allows your name to be written in the book of remembrance. And so he says this. He says this. And those that have the thought of God or the name of God in your minds. That's what it means. Your reverence for God should be reflective in your thoughts. Your reverence for God. You know, many a times we show people that we respect God. We, we, we show fear and reverential faith in God. And we, we pretend it. But it's not in our minds. But it says that people that carry that thought in their minds is enough for them to have their names written in the book of remembrance. And so we should revere God even in our thoughts. The things that we think about in our minds that nobody sees or hears is enough to attract the remembrance of God concerning our lives. Amen. That is to say that think reverence and act out of reverential fear towards God. We are thinking of reverence. We are thinking of fearing God. We are thinking of honoring God. We are thinking of showing a fear for God. Not because we are timid because God says that he's not giving us the spirit of timidity. But a spirit of reverence respecting God. When we have those thoughts in our minds. And we act those thoughts out in reverential faith. Then we begin to see the hand of God and the power of God over our lives. Amen. Remember our topic is faith produces reverence or reverential faith. Amen. Now let's, let's listen to this. God bless you man of God. Let's listen to this. 
God claims complete ownership over our lives and everything that pertains to us when we walk in reverential faith. Now going back to the verse 17 of Malachi 3, it says this, And they shall be mine. They shall be mine. It means that God claims complete ownership of your life. So you are not of yourself. You have become you become the property of God. God has a personal interest in your life and your ministry and your family because you are walking in reverential faith. God, I respect you. God, I honor you. When I come to your presence to hear your word, I come with full concentration. When I come to pray, I pray with all sincerity. I respect you. And such a mentality causes God to claim complete ownership over your life and your ministry and everything that pertains to your life. So he says, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord. Nobody is forcing you on God. God has claimed full, complete ownership over your life. Amen. And so if there's anything that is out of place in our lives, if there's any way that we think that we've lost the presence of God in our lives, all that we need to do is to revere God more. Revere anything that has to do with God. Our attitude in the house of God, our attitude towards services should be different. You go to church on Sunday, you forget about anybody else. That is not a place to chat. That is not a place to have a conversation. It is a place to meet with your God. It is a place of worship. And when you have such mentality, God says in heaven, this property is mine. This loved one is mine. This family is mine. This ministry is mine. Amen. Because God says that they are mine. They shall be mine. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Reverential faith in God enforces the complete ownership and the possession of God over our lives. So when we walk in reverential faith, we are saying, God, in the name of Jesus, be the possessor and the owner of our lives. Amen. Because we said that faith is not rebellious. Faith is submissive. Amen. Now, let's also appreciate this. Got some few minutes left to the end, but let's stay with me. Reverential faith is expected of the sons of God. This is the bit that I want us to just look at again. It says this, as the last bit of the verse 17, as a man spares his own son that serveth him. So it means that if we indeed are children of God, God is expecting us to walk in reverential faith. That is to say that we have a faith that is full of reverence and respect for God. It is expected. So it means that when we don't walk in reverential faith, we are not being as children of God. We become bastards as far as God is concerned. Because it is required of the children of God to show reverence to God and to serve Him through that reverential faith. Believe in Him by His word. Amen. You are seen as a true child of God. I am seen as a true child of God through our reverential faith in Him. God, I respect you as a father. I respect you as a God. That is exactly what Noah did in Hebrews 11 verse 7. It says, God, I respect your work and I'll do exactly as you have said to me. So in the chapter 6, the last verse, it says, and Noah did exactly. He did all that God instructed him because he had reverential faith in God. 
It says, I'm a true child of you. And so I'm going to move in reverential faith. Amen. Now stay with me. I'm going to raise a couple of points. Still from the scripture that we read. Malachi chapter 3, 16 and 17. Reverential faith in God. Activates preferential treatment from God. Now let's appreciate this. It says this. Reverential faith in God. Activates preferential treatment from God. That is to say. That reverential faith in God. Activates the favor of God. Activates the grace of God. In your life. Now let's go back to the scripture. And see if you can see that there. It says this. And they shall be mine. Say the Lord. The verse 17. And in that day. When I make up my jewels. I will spare them. I will spare them. It means that God's partiality is coming through. God is being selective. Why? Because these people are showing reverential faith in him. So what we just said is that reverential faith in God activates preferential treatment from God. God knows that we respect him. God knows that we honor him. God knows that we revere him. God knows that we trust him with all faith. With all faith and with all fear and reverence. And because of that, God shows us preferential treatment. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's appreciate this. Just connecting back to the scripture, our key scripture, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. Let's appreciate the statement. Noah had a preferential treatment from God because of his reverence for him. Because of the reverence that Noah had for God, God treated him in a different way. God treated him based on grace. God treated him based on favor. I pray that the favor of the Lord shall saturate our lives and our ministries. Even as we learn to walk in reverential faith. We pray that the promises of God shall be activated. We pray that the contents of the covenant of God will be activated in our lives. Even as we learn to mix our faith with fear. Even as we learn to mix our faith with reverence for God. Have that sense of agency when it comes to the things of God. And when God sees that, God is moved to act in our favor. In Jesus name. Amen. Now we're going to go to our last scripture. Which is Nehemiah 1 verse 11. Our last scripture for today. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11. Amen. I'm reading from the King James Version. God willing, we'll be done with the, the lesson on reverential faith. But let's appreciate this. I'm, I'm Nehemiah 1 verse 11. I'm reading from the King James Version. It says, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thy ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name, who desire. They are not forced. They desire to fear. They desire to show reverential faith in God. And it says, and prosper. And I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Amen. This was the reaction of Nehemiah when he heard of reports concerning his homeland and the state of the wars. And the Bible says that he reacted with prayer. So that is to say our natural reaction to bad news should be prayer. Many a times our reaction to bad news is to cry or to call for help from people. But that should not be. But Nehemiah in this case responded with prayer when he heard the bad news. But let's appreciate this. Going back to the verse. It says, I beseech you, O Lord, that be attentive to the prayer of your servant. Submission. 
Do you get that? Faith always causes you to submit. Faith does not make you to rebel. It makes you a servant to the will of God. And it says to the prayer of the servants who desire, who desire to fear your name, who desire to show reverence, who desire to show reverential faith in you, listen to their prayers and prosper them. And then it says, I pray thee that servant this day, grant him mercy in the sight of this man. So you see that he is dealing with God so that he obtained the favor of men. He did not deal with the king to get favor with him, but he was dealing with God in reverential faith in God so that God gives unto him favor with men. Now let's look at this. Because I thought that by hearing the, the message from the homeland, Nehemiah would have just gone straight to the king and said, King, can you show me favor? He did not do that. But he went to God with reverential faith to activate favor with men. Let's appreciate this. Your desire to fear God's name and to show him reverence draws the attention of God to your prayer. The effectiveness of your prayer and the attention of God to your prayer is dependent on how desirous you are to fear God. Let's also appreciate this. Your reverence for God brings about prosperity and success in every facet of your life, in every area of your life. It says this, it says, who desire to fear their name and prosper. So true prosperity comes out of reverential fear for God. So our reverence for God brings about prosperity and success in every area of our lives. Let's also appreciate this. Your reverential faith in God causes you to have favor with men. So, like I said, he did not go to the king because he was the king's barrier, uh, cup bearer and just go and say, because I'm the, uh, I'm the cup bearer, uh, I want you to do that for me. He did not do that. He went to God. And so our reverential faith in God causes us to find favor with men. Jesus grew up finding favor with God and finding favor with men. The order is very important because you can find favor with men and not favor with God. And so he made sure that by his faith and reverence for God, he will find favor with God so that he obtained the favor with men. Amen. Now let's appreciate this. Nehemiah's service to the king alone was not enough. Because he ended up by saying that I serve in the presence of the king. But a service in the presence of the king alone wasn't enough. He had to pray into that point. After he's prayed everything, then the service to the king was the last bit he made mention of. What does it mean? It means that he needed to demonstrate reverential faith in God on top of the service. You know, many a times we get ourselves to do things in the house of God. We don't believe what God actually says. We don't take God by his word. We don't pay attention to the detail of what God's word says. We are not ready to obey. But we think because we sweep every day at church, we dust that up because we give gift to people. Because of that, God is going to activate his blessing. It doesn't work that way. And now Nehemiah says that I know that I said the king already, but that is not enough. I want to demonstrate my reverential faith in God. On top of that, 
Amen. So now let's appreciate this. The rewards of our services are not activated by just the, the basis of the services, but they are activated through our reverential faith in God. The rewards of our services is only activated by reverential faith in God. It says, whoever comes to me must believe that I exist and I become the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews 11 verse 6. And so it says that the rewards of our service is not just based on the services, but the rewards are activated through our reverential faith in God. And so our reverential faith in God activates the rewards of our services. And so he says that I serve the kingdom, but that is not enough. God, I want to you to top it up, even as I show, I show reverential faith in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now stay with me. We're going to be landing very soon. few points. The rewards of your services, we said, is only activated through our reverential faith in God. Now let's appreciate this. Your service in the house of God alone. Your service in the house of God alone is not enough. Your faith is needed. Amen. Now stay with me. Your service in the house of God is only recognized in heaven. When it's done out of faith. Our service to God and in the house of God is not recognized in heaven. Unless it is done out of reverential faith. Going back to the Malachi that we read. It says they feared God and so their names are recognized and written in heaven. So our service in the house of God is not recognized in heaven. Unless it is done out of reverential faith. Or out of faith. So Nehemiah served a man. But his reverential faith was in God. If you missed that statement, let's listen to it again. Nehemiah served a man, but his reverential faith was not in the man, but it was in God. Many a times we serve in the house of God, thinking that we'll be noticed by men and be awarded and rewarded. But Nehemiah served man or served the man or the king, but his reverential faith was in God. He knew that God could change the heart of the king. And so his faith was in God. Even though he said men. Amen. So what do we do? Fill your heart with reverential fear for God. With reverential faith for God. And he will fill the hearts of men. With kindness and favor towards you. I'll say that statement again. Fill your heart with reverential faith in God. And God will in turn fill the hearts of men with kindness and favor towards you. And so what Nehemiah was doing in Nehemiah 1 verse 11 was that he was filling his heart with reverential fear and faith for God. It says that God in the name, I pray, he didn't pray in the name of Jesus. I nowadays we pray in the name of Jesus. But we're making our version of it. It says, I pray. That you shall be attentive to the prayer of thy servant. And the prayer of your servant. Who desire to fear thy name. He was activating faith. Reverential faith in him. God I fear you. I respect you. I believe in you. And because of that. He says touch the heart of the king. Towards me. May the heart of the king be filled with kindness. 
May the heart of the king be filled with favor towards me. Amen. So God willing, we're going to continue next week, but we're just going to do a quick recap of what we talked about. We started off last week by talking about reverential faith. And our key scripture was in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. The reason why we make reference to the fact that it's reverential faith is that it's a faith that is mixed with fear, that is mixed with reverence. Because in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7, it says, By faith Noah, after being warned by God of the things that yet happened, the Bible says that he was moved with fear. And so that fear there wasn't a fear of timidity or being afraid, but it was a reverential fear. And so because of that, the kind of faith that he showed was a reverential faith. Amen. And so that was the basis of our topic, that faith produces reverence. Amen. And we made reference to the original story, which was in Genesis chapter 6, 14 to 15. And then we moved over to John chapter 9, verse 4. Jesus having the same mentality towards the work of God. And then we then moved over and went to... Um, and then went to um, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. You're talking about humility and the fear of God, bringing about riches, honor, and life. Amen. And then we moved over to Psalm 115, verse 11. And we realized that um, um, David was saying that I fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. And then the Lord becomes a help and a shield. Amen. And then we moved over to Malachi chapter 3, 16 to 17. And we talked about the fact that it says that those that fear me just have a chat among them and I hear and I answer. And I write their names in the book of remembrance. And so God remembered Noah. Amen. And then we moved on to Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11. Amen. And God willing, we're going to continue lesson 7b, which is faith produces salvation and righteousness. Amen. And I believe that God is going to bless us wonderfully. Amen. Bishop Joe, we are honored to have you be part of us. Um, a man of God, God bless you with all the contributions and renowned statements that you've made. I'm going to have time and read and comment on every single one of them. Uh, um, God bless you, Sister Julia, Sister Nicole. God bless you, uh, Sister Gifty. God bless you. Those of us on the prayer line, on the line, on the phones too. God bless us all, Sister Hayden, Bra Olu, and all of us, Sister Leslie, those in the U.S. is your morning devotion. God bless you all. And I pray that God will give us the grace to um, I believe him for tonight also to pray an hour of prayer, prophetic prayer, prayer that is infused with the word of God. Amen. May we have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. We honor you, O God, for the simplicity of your word and the spirit of understanding concerning Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. Father, we pray that you continue to teach us again from that verse, even as we've learned about faith producing reverence and reverential faith. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we walk in this revelation. Cause us, O God, in the name of Jesus to walk in the practical aspect and the practical application of this word. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless us all. Amen. God bless us all. Amen.